Dad, did you wash my jersey? Mom, can you sign this paper? It's for school. Is there anything else to eat? So, what's this fundraiser for? Ooh, can we stop at the library? So, when's our next Disney trip? Hey, Dad, can I ride with you? Did you record the soccer game? We are not getting a cat. The laundry is still out of control. Welcome to the Victory Catch Podcast with Rick and Julie Randa, Season 2. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Victory Couch. My name is Julie Rando. And I'm Rick Rando. And we are here at Season 2, Episode 2. We're back on the couch. We are, we're like in a happy, jolly mood tonight. So we are ready to bring some uh, some fun, I, I think fun. Yeah, fun. I have some things to make you think, but also some fun today. I got to so. tell you, I yeah. feel a lot better than I did last week. Whew. In yes. case you probably, I mean, maybe you picked up on it, maybe you didn't. I was not feeling well last week, no. and the voice reflected it. It was it was pretty a little scratchy. It was rough. Yeah, it was very deep and nasally and hello and you know yeah. like not it, not well, cool. You probably heard it way more than our listeners did, but yes, you were slightly under the weather. We have some pretty dedicated slightly. fans that notice everything. Yes, everything. Speaking of, I put a survey out on our socials, and for those who subscribe to our newsletter from our website, if you're not there yet, it's real simple. Just go to our website, click subscribe, and you can get some updates. That really, that's the only place you get to hear some special things. But anyhow, I had a survey in there, and I was hearing back from some uh, some dedicated listeners already. And you're right; they are paying attention to. A lot. And the free form response, like kind of, hey, what should we know? What do you like? Well, you know, what do you want to hear more of? And, um, you know, we're getting the beginning of the survey results in from that. Guys, it's still open. So feel free to check that out. The uh, The link is out there. If you would like it and haven't gotten it yet, just connect with us over you know, any of the socials or send us an email or message. But anyhow, some of the feedback we're going to weave into uh, tonight's episode. So, hey, guys, what you say truly does matter. A couple of my questions I'm bringing to Rick are based off of what has been said already. So, I like yeah, that. pretty and cool. If you're new and you don't know how the format works, I bring two questions to Julie that she's never heard. And she brings two questions to me that I have never heard. And so far in almost 30 episodes, we have never shared our questions ahead of time, which is pretty cool because every answer that you're going to hear is completely spontaneous. And I love that. I think that's what makes it fun. Yeah, definitely. All right. So I'm going to st- I'm just going to go crazy right from the beginning. Okay. And we've said that we could dedicate an entire episode to my Disney fandom. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I want to harness... The Disney energy, because if you don't know, I am a huge Disney fan, and we're going to talk about the Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World, Florida. Okay. I would like to know, Juliana, what is your favorite Walt Disney World ride of all time okay. in just the Magic Kingdom? Okay, Magic Kingdom alone, Walt Disney World, Florida. That would be the attraction called the Philhar Magic. Nice. What is that for those people that don't know? Sure. It's uh it's not too far from Peter Pan. It's also near the carousel. Mhm. And it's a 
it's a restful ride. I think that's one of the reasons I like it. It's, you know, it's not intense. It's pretty much just like a movie theater that has a wraparound screen kind of IMAX vibe, but it's somewhat interactive because it's 3D and it involves sense and a little bit of water. And yeah, so it's, I mean, in my favorite part is you get to sing along. That's probably my favorite part. It's in the air condition. Mm-hmm. So when it's a hot Florida day, you get to take a break in the AC. I'm a fan of that. And I'm a fan that you just get to sing songs the whole time. Yes, that's a good. Donald Duck and Mickey are um, conducting an orchestra, I guess. Don't want to ruin it if right. you haven't seen it. Sure. But uh, magic happens. And then a lot of uh, characters, yeah. uh, they are thrust into some of the favorite Disney movies of all time. And yeah, so there's the Lion King. Like, like explain some of the okay, songs. Maybe. So, well, I can tell you what movies you have some Fantasia mm-hmm. to bring it back to that. There's my favorite, the little mermaid. You're mm-hmm. going to hear a little, um, some little mermaid. You're going to have some beauty and the beast. They, you're going to have Peter Pan. You're going to have Lion King. They rec- oh, uh, Aladdin's in there. They recently sprinkled in some, um, Music from the movie Coco, which mm-hmm. is one that we both enjoy. So that was kind of a cool add-on recent. I think they yeah. they jazzed it up a bit. Um, I hope they keep doing that, to be honest. I like those little like, oh, wow. Like, look, there's Poco Loco, right? They just mm-hmm. kind of throw that in there. Um, but I like it. I mean, for me, I haven't, um, just for like um, visual and depth perception and things like that, I haven't always had the privilege of seeing 3D like everyone else does. So having the ability to like take that in and really see it for what it's worth, that that definitely sensory wise um, is pretty cool. So that's a good ride. Yeah. Yeah. So well, tell you're going to have to tell us. I mean, out of all of the, you know, things in Magic Kingdom, I can tell you it opened. um, Ooh, I think I might even I know it's 1971. Mm -hmm. I know it's October. Yep. I don't know the exact day, but it's October of 71. That's okay. That's close enough, Juliana. And it's pretty good. That's really good. I can tell you Animal Kingdom opened April 22nd, 1998, I believe. And yes, for a very special reason. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I know things. I know Epcot opened in 82. And you're blowing my mind right now. And I know that Hollywood Studios, which at the time was called MGM, opened in, ooh, I want to say 88. Man. Do I have that right? I That's hug you. the only one I'm. Uh, it could be 89. I'm slightly uncertain of the last one. It doesn't matter. But I can tell you Epcot is 82. I can tell you Magic Kingdom is 71. I can tell you Animal Kingdom is 98. Listen, it doesn't. If you're close, I'm hugging you. Yeah. Okay. You're That's rock, pretty impressive. Because yeah, well, you're not like a mega no, ultra fan like but I, I am. But dates and numbers are important to me. Yes. So yes. I pay attention to that. Yeah. So. I, my Why'd you bring up Disney tonight? You got it on the head, man. Yeah, well, yeah. I tried. Uh, my my favorite attraction. Yes. Um, it varies, okay. And I have so many good ones for so many different reasons. I'm gonna share just a couple. Can I guess one? Okay, I just want to guess. Is one of them Pirates of the Caribbean? Well, yes, it is. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Yes. Is because every time my family and I go to the Walt Disney World Magic Kingdom, um, we start with that ride. We always go in, we make a left, because most people go in and make a right. We go in and make a left. Again, this is 
I've been going since I was six years old. So I've been going a lot. I, I know that park very well. Mm-hmm. And Pirates of the Caribbean is one of my favorites because not only do we go in the boat, but we sing the songs. Yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's life for me. And it is, yeah, it's an inside uh, boat attraction. And it is awesome. So, yes, seeing that ride be uh, reimagined over mm-hmm. the years, and it's, it's, it's pretty cool. So, yeah, I would say that's top three. My second one, actually, I do like Philhar Magic. It's one of my mm. favorites. It is one of my favorites. Yeah. But my second one would be the Haunted Mansion. Okay. Um, that scared me a lot when <laughs> I was a kid. I don't know why, but um, it, just, it just did. But now, as an adult, I just love going in there because it's, I don't know, it's silly and it's fun and just the uh, creativity and imagination that it took to put together something that could be really scary uh, and make it kind of whimsical. There's something special about that. So, yeah, ghost singing songs that you can sing to, that's, that. what? That's not, like, a haunted, haunted house isn't supposed to be like that. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be scary and blood and guts and all that stuff, and it's just not. So it's, uh, it's special. But I got to say, my favorite attraction at Walt Disney World, Magic Kingdom, has to be Space Mountain. And the reason that... It is my favorite ride is because slash attraction is because when I was a kid, this line was always an hour long. Mm -hmm. It was an hour long, no matter how you slice it. And it was inside. It was dark. And at one point I wanted to be an astronaut when I was a kid. I went to space camp. I did. I did. I was on the yellow team, by the way. And um, my dad and I... Because my sister sometimes would ride, sometimes not. My mom would never ride that ride. But we would be together in the queue of that, of that uh, attraction for an hour plus. And it was just him and I. And it was just special. It was a special time because, you know, we would be looking up, the anticipation, because it's a roller coaster, uh, the anticipation of riding it. And then, you know, the meteors are flying everywhere. And it just... It was special. It was a special time. I remember that very specific because in a place with a ton of people for an hour, it was just my dad and me hmm. and it was special. And, uh, yeah, it's good, good memories. So anyway, it's hard. Cause you know, my gut reaction is like, I get queasy when I just hear it. So yeah, it's hard to like, I obviously have, have zero connection like that. So I, I, I think it is cool that you're able to draw all the way back to have that. And you think of yourself as a kid and you can picture yeah, like your dad's face and maybe even some of the conversations you had. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's uh, yeah, that, that place it's, it holds a special place in my heart. And I guess at one point uh, here in the future, we'll, we'll have an episode just of, <laughs> just of Disney. Disney. This uh, is just a sampling folks. But yeah. uh, there's little memories and nuggets sprinkled all through that place and uh yeah it was it's just magic it's a magical place it is that's my first question i knew it was going to be a fun one so yeah yay bringing it to disney well i'm going to bring something a little bit different for you i recently this okay this question stems from me going to the roller skating rink the other night nice okay 
Um, let me be very, very clear. I did not have roller skates on my feet. I was there for uh, like a Christian skate night youth thing. Mm-hmm. And our daughter really wanted to go. And I said, yeah, you can go. You know, she's done really well in school. And I said, you know, this is like your special thing. And while I'm there, you know, my brain's just kind of like thinking about things and observing. And of course, talking to other mothers who are in my same age bracket. And I couldn't help but think to myself that, at like where I'm at in my age, and I don't know if you feel the same way, but there's just certain things I don't do. Like, and I'm okay with that. One of them is roller skating. Okay. <laughs> okay. So my question tonight to you is at your age or for me at my age, are there just some things in this season of life that you just don't do? Huh. That's a good question. Thank you. Uh, I would say get into cold swimming pools. <laughs> I, I do not do that. <laughs> you I gotta elaborate um yeah i just don't i mean kids will s- listen to me listen to me very carefully oh my kids gosh. will swim in any pool yes if there's not ice cubes floating in the pool kids are going to get in there mm-hmm. okay and i i know this because our kids do it they don't care how cold it is if there's water and there's a swim swimsuit nearby and we say it's okay they're getting in yes okay i don't do that I don't do that. I'll get in a hot tub full of festering germs. I'll do that. But I'm not getting in that swimming pool and freezing and getting cold. And I just I just yeah. don't do that. It, okay? And there is no convincing. There yeah, is no convincing. Yeah, it's, We've tried. It's tough. Our niece, who's like three, tried. No one can convince you. <laughs> I just, I want to be comfortable. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not getting into the cold pool. Because the worst thing is when you get out, you're cold again. Yeah. Okay. You get, you're cold when you get in. You're cold when you stop moving. You're cold when you get out. There you go. All right. I think another thing I don't do, I don't camp. Okay. So I um, camped a lot when I was a kid. Yes, I'm an Eagle Scout. I get that. And I did a lot of camping. I did the winter Klondike many years, many years in in a row where there's two feet of snow on the ground. It's freezing cold. You're in your sleeping bag, your special sleeping bag that will go up to 40 below. And you're up all stick at night because you're still freezing cold, you know, I just don't camp. I don't like bugs. I don't like being outside in the wilderness. I don't like snakes, uh, bears a little bit. They, they kind of terrify me. So I'm good inside. And as I've said before, I'm an inside cat. I'm one of those, you know, I'm not like a cat that mows or roams around the neighborhood. Now I'll go outside and run. I'll go outside as long as I'm properly clothed. I'll go outside and walk. I don't mind walking. I don't mind about, you know, playing flag football with the guys. But I just, I don't camp anymore i don't get into cold swimming pools and i'm definitely not going into a lake while you're camping (laughs) where it's cold i'm not doing that either so that's like a that's like a triple whammy right there camping swimming cold oh this is fantastic tell me more i feel like you have more in your spirit i can just sense it Ah. there are there lot yeah isn't this like so true though you just know yourself when you're in your 40s and you're like yeah i don't do that yeah well i i think it's it's uh I don't know. I'm not a look. I'm not afraid to get my hands dirty. We know. I yeah. paint carpentry. I'll lay tile. Plumbing I'll come if in. You have I'll, to. I'll do drywall. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that stuff because it's all inside. <laughs> it's all temperature controlled. <laughs> okay, right? But you know, oh, I know another thing. You don't. Um, what, what don't I go do? in vehicles where the windows are down? Very, uh, very rarely. It's rare. Very. Rarely. I like. I like air conditioning. Yeah. Boy, I sound old, don't I? <laughs> I do sound old. 
he doesn't camp. <laughs> He's one of us now. <laughs> uh, I, by the way, like off mic, I want to hear more about what the Klondike thing is. That sounds, okay. I'm going to remind me of that. Yeah. I'm going to hear more about that later. Well, let's just say you had to have straw on the inside of the Baker tent that sleeps 13 people. You needed straw in there. Okay. Just to keep everything warm. Yeah. So you travel with like mounds of hay? Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't like carry. I mean, you get to carry it with you. Like a pack mule? Well. well, I wasn't a Girl Scout. I don't know any of this stuff. Listen, the tenderfoot has to carry all that stuff. Okay. What is that? That's the the newest Oh, like like hazing in Boy Scouts? No, not. You can't call it hazing. (laughs) Well, it sounds like it. earning your stripes. Yeah, that's hazing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Whatever you want to call it. I'm just saying that before you set up the tent on the snow, okay. you have to put hay down. Wow. Yeah, this is legit. It scarred me, Jules. Scarred me. Okay. So you have to do that to be a Boy Scout? Well, you, ha- you have like to you do have that to, to live. Th- You're going to make hey, it through the night? It, to camp in this, I mean, not if... Not uh, unless you want a merit badge. You got to go. Oh, you got to okay. get it done. So like it has if it has to be done. You got a special patch on your Is it just uniform. one night or multiple nights? It depends. Okay. Usually winter Klondike's three nights or a weekend. Oh, wow. Okay. Klondike to me is something scrumptious, (laughs) not something painful. (laughs) Klondike has a completely different meaning when you're in your 40s. (laughs) Like that's a little square chocolate piece of goodness with some ice cream in it. Oh, goodness. Yeah, there's pretty much nothing else. I I, I like comfort. I I mean. We know, yes. but, but, But the crazy thing is like. I'll go, like, last week, I just ran 20 miles. Like, three days ago. Which is so uncomfortable. I ran 20 miles. Yeah. My body was just shot. Like, I, I just, it was not, it was not a fun experience. Right. So, as far as. You're un- hard to figure out, Richard. I'm just saying. I don't know. That's hard to figure out. I don't know. Because that is not for comfort. That is for achievement. That is for personal yeah. satisfaction, I guess. Right? Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's just, uh. That's okay. You're answering uh-huh. the question. I'm just telling you what's right. on my heart. All right. It is what okay. you don't do. You want to know my, other than roller skating? Yeah. <laughs> you probably know this one. What else do I not do? It's a winter activity. Okay. Well, you don't ski. I don't ski. That's on my list. Okay. And you know, there's no aspirations. I could care less. And if you don't roller skate, you know you're not going to ice skate because that's the closest oh, thing to roller skating. Okay. That's actually not on my list. And I have been ice skating before and didn't hate it. I've been a couple times. I haven't been in the Would, last Have you been in your years. 40s? No. We're talking about in your 40s now, right? I know, right? but it's not on my, I would never, like, I'm, I'm good. It's not on that list. I would go, I actually mentioned it this winter, that I would go to that new one. That but you wouldn't, you wouldn't do, why wouldn't you go It's different. Skating? It's like asking me the difference between skiing and skateboarding. They're just different. Okay. Or it's like skiing and snowboarding. Yeah, they're just different. They're very closely related. They're cousins, but I don't like the cousin that has two separate skis and i would rather a blade than roller like the roller mm, just not my thing okay i'm thinking about falling and they're both very hard grounds right yeah 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 i don't know just follow me hey if if i'm you're a little mysterious in yours i can be a little <laughs> mysterious in mine okay okay i would be okay with ice skating definitely not roller skating definitely not skiing and um also on my list is i have no uh, it's just not my thing. Things I don't do. I also don't run marathons. <laughs> <laughs> the whole like taping your toes or whatever. I don't know what? where. I don't know. All taping the, your toes. Or like, you know, all the stuff, toenails <laughs> falling off and all that. I've heard stories, <laughs> you know, like having to wear all the equipment and body glide and, and no, thank you. I'm good. I'm good. 
All right. Do you side, and be you. Sidebar. Sidebar. I'm not roller skating. We did have a friend of ours a couple years ago. He went roller skating. Okay. He fell. He did. He broke important items in his lower half, and it took him almost a year to recover. And this is an active gentleman. Yeah. Uh, an awesome, awesome human. Yeah. And uh, we've actually given him a shout out before, but I'm not going to give him a shout out for this one. Yeah. yeah. Roller, it just goes to show roller skating, not for, for me and certainly not for him. Yeah. Now our daughter, she's digging the roller skating. She's into it. Yeah. In fact, they announced today that there's another one next month. Okay. Same kind of thing. She wants to go. So. Okay. I'll take her to that one. And I will put the roller skates really, on. Really? Yeah. Wait till you go because there's some speed skaters no, in no, their no. 60s that are going to knock you no, over. No, no, it's no. crazy. No, when we when they do <laughs> when they do the speed skate round, I'm out. Oh, my gosh. No joke. This place was like packed. It was like elbow to elbow. You know, they're playing Christian music. Like that was the allure. Like bring your youth group and everything. So you're like, oh, that's a nice little environment. But holy gracious, there are like. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean. I'm, speed skaters. Other than taking her like a week or so ago to a birthday party i hadn't been to a skating rink since the 90s so let me just mm. say if you've been to one american skating rink you've been to them all mm -hmm. they smell the same they yeah. look the same they have the same like outdated carpet on the walls yep. yep there's some type of like disco ball somewhere it's always dimly lit i mean the you, bathrooms are yeah. sketchy yeah you're like where's the hand soap <laughs> uh, yeah i haven't yeah. seen that in a couple of decades well hand yeah. soap broke anyhow <laughs> i mean i'll take her back <laughs> you know well, but yeah at, it's a it's a it's a it's a great place for kids. It's a memory, yeah. It's a memory, and oh yeah, they had a fantastic time, and it it was a good little environment, even though it's you know it's a dated skating rink. When our son went to a birthday party with one of his friends uh -huh. there, I took him. I put the skates on. I was the only one of the only adults that was brave enough to put the skates on, and I don't mind it, but I did know my limits. I was not going fast. I was being close to the wall. Because I was not going to fall and break a leg. All right. I'm going to make you a parental deal right here. Yeah. Any future skating parties you want to go to and put skates on, go for it. Any future pool parties in a cold hotel pool, I'll, I'll be there. Okay. Okay. Deal? Deal. All right. Done. Five it. All right. Done. Done. All right. So that's my first one for you. Do you have any follow-ups for me? Because I have one more. Would you like me to go next? Yeah. I think you should just, you should keep going. All right. There. All right. So. Okay. I mentioned before that, uh, you know, we've gotten some feedback so far of season one survey and, mm -hmm. you know, asking people like, hey, what, what type of topics? And I, I definitely have had some people who've enjoyed our parenting banter and hmm. wanted to get here a little bit more um, parenting topics. So it made me think about, you know, what we've learned to this point. Obviously, we're, we're far from experts. All we know is our experience. But I like to think that over time, we've had some parenting tactics that have worked. So my question tonight to you, hun, is what's your favorite parenting tactic we enforce with our kids and why? Oh, man. Okay, so I have a couple. Um, the first one is, is a pretty rigid slash flexible bedtime. Okay, <laughs> I think that that is good because I think that on school days, our kids, for the most part, they know what time they need to be in bed. Right. Um, it's crazy sometimes when I hear at my martial arts studio how late some kids stay up. Mm. It is mind-numbing. And I'm like, wow, you're up at 1 o'clock in the morning? Oh, my gosh. And mm. you're playing video games or Fortnite or whatever you're doing, watching TV or whatever. 
is thinking, holy cow, well, if you got to get up at like 6.30 to be at school, you're only getting five hours or six hours like of sleep? Preteen. Like, yeah. what's going on with you? There's no, no, I mean, we're talking like um, elementary kids here. There, there, there's some crazy stuff that, you know, and we've both seen some people out pretty late at the grocery store or, you know, if we have to go to Walmart late for something. Um, we've seen some, some kids out super late, but anyway, so I think, I think we've nailed it with the, uh, with the bedtime. I think the kids would like to stay up later, but I think, Mm -hmm. uh, Julie's pretty adamant that the kids get the sleep. So I think that's Mm -hmm. good. I also think, um, the chore chart that Julie, uh, put, um, in place and that was sort of Julie's idea. Uh, we've really nailed it on that. And I think since it is Julie's idea, I'm going to let her talk about that later. Um, when it's her turn. So I think that we have nailed, we've nailed that. Um, we pack the kids lunches. So we are for the most part controlling what they're eating. Mm. Um, so I think that we've nailed that at least during the day. And also after dinner, if they want to eat something before bed, they can, but it has to be fruit. So that I think we've nailed that. And I think that that is, Again, one of the ideas that we've had to try to limit or curb, you know, consumption uh, of, <laughs> of, um, yeah, you can't just raid the pantry at our yeah, house. Yeah. 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 Uh, I also think that, and this is just, I guess we lucked into this one. Um, but because our son has food allergies, if we go out to dinner, it is very rare that we get dessert. I mean, it is super rare because, there's in most places, there's nothing that he can have as a dessert. So we just skip that. Mm-hmm. So I think that that is another thing that we've kind of nailed at least is that sometimes our kids they don't expect, they don't, ex- they don't yeah. expect that stuff. Yeah. And also I think that, um, we've made, uh, you know, going places and buying things a privilege instead of, uh, you know, like, well, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. So if, if we're, at a place somewhere, our kids aren't begging for stuff. Mom, I need this. Can you buy me this? Can you do this? You know, that kind of thing. And if they do, you know, they can potentially use some of their own money. So I think that we're slowly, as, as you know, Lawson's a little older, we're trying to figure out the whole money situation yeah. as far as saving, spending, um, and um, giving. Um, that's always, you know, something that we're sort of working through and uh, you know, our kids are two different ages, but I think we've, we've sort of nailed that as well. And I think the last thing is that I think we've really nailed the selflessness that we show. And I know this, this is going to sound very arrogant, but you know, Julie and I are very selfless with our time and maybe financial resources that we have or just influence. And I think our kids constantly are seeing that. And I know specifically our daughter is a giver. Mm-hmm. And I think that we have really nailed that with her. And Lawson can be, of course, um, but he's also a preteen. So he's sort of consumed right now with his hair and, uh, you know, yeah, how big his some, leg muscles are. He's added know? challenges with, you know, obviously he can't help hormonal stuff and all that. So, yeah. Yeah. So what did I miss, Jules? What do you think? Here's what's interesting. I only had two things on my list that are parenting tactics. I'm particularly proud of is the right word, but you hit two of them. Like you hit both of them. Yeah. My first one was, um, 
well, I'll do the lighthearted one, was uh, having fruit when you're still hungry, which was actually borrowed from, I have a few sister-in-laws. This is from my Floridian sister-in-law. And I remember watching her raise, um, you know, our nephews and niece. And that was always a rule in their house. It was like, hey, you're still hungry. Well, go get some fruit. Like, or yogurt, I think was their thing. Fruit or yogurt. And unless it's dairy-free, we can't do that. Even Stevens for both kids. So it's fruit. Like, hey, you're still hungry? Grab an apple. Grab some pineapple. There's some pineapple in there. Go help yourself to a banana. And you might get a little bit of a slight disappointment, but they know that's a rule and it seems to work. So yeah, it's not going to keep them all jacked up at night. And if they're still hungry, it's filling. So I actually have love that rule. And the other one is earning tech time. If you want something, you work for it. And we've taught that. And some people I know because I've been in conversations and they're very taken back by this, but for us, it works. Um, if a if, if one of the kids wants to, let's say, get on their device on a random weeknight, they have to have points on their chart. So we have a marker board in our kitchen and on the marker board, it has probably, what would you say, about eight to 10 chores. Yes. And next to them are the point equivalencies. So for each point, you cash that in for a point of tech time or a minute of tech time. So let's say, I'll give you an example. If you want to take out the recycling, um, if you take out the cardboard and the, you know, mix recycling, the glass and the plastics, that's six points. So, okay, you just earn yourself six points that can be turned into time on a tablet. But the key role, here's the kicker that we learned about a, probably about a year ago. <laughs> you cannot just do one chore and then instantly hop on a device. It doesn't work that way. In yeah. our house, you have to earn a minimum of 20 chore points to cash in, which is a great way to do it. It means they have to work, you know, not just do one quick chore. Okay, hand me my tablet. It's no, no, no. You've got to also help with the laundry. You might need to take out the trash. You might need to help sweep. And everything is worth a certain amount of points, obviously, the more in-depth um, chore. So if you want to vacuum the whole house, that's worth 10 points. So we have just different things like that. My favorite that they do, and this is usually when they're trying to nickel and dime and get up like higher, they fold socks. And for every, <laughs> this is totally no, my favorite. No, they sort the they socks. They sort the socks and they attempt to ball them up and, and put them together. But for every matched pair is one point or one minute of tech time. So no joke, I have seen Lawson on a Saturday watch a <laughs> soccer match. He sits down, he'll sit in front of the TV with a soccer match and a huge, I haven't fold, folded socks in probably a good year or so. No joke, parents, it's great. Feel free to borrow it. But he'll sit there with a huge thing. So basically when we're doing laundry, we just throw the socks in one massive basket so they know if they go to that basket at any time, at any point of the day, they can always match socks and always earn points. So the tour chart is really, really helpful, and the fact that they have to earn their tech time. We do a lot 30 free minutes every Saturday, but that's the only free time they get. If they want anything else, they have to earn it. So I like I like that, and I yeah. can always tell when Dylan sorts the socks <laughs> versus when Lawson does because... It's a little more thoughtful. <laughs> uh, sometimes they don't always match. You know, they're black, but... but maybe like... Yeah. Like, yeah, like... A little bit older and not as bright and shiny, you know. Well, yeah. or one's like a high sock and one's like a Aww. no show. <laughs> but hey, you know, points for effort. It's all Heck good. Heck yeah. Hey. It's all good. They got to learn somewhere. You got to start somewhere. Yeah. 
and no chore if you I'll tell you if you are raising um, toddlers or preschoolers may I say start early don't be afraid of it yeah. I mean I can remember those guys they were just old enough to walk and we were teaching them you know how to windex the coffee table or well, maybe not at two but maybe three or four I think they're old enough to do stuff like that to learn how to use a dustpan I mean it's your kids are so capable so mm-hmm. yeah teach them young guys yeah and I think uh, you know it's not just, okay, Lawson, you come with me to the shop and we're going to build something. And Dylan, you're going to clean. No, Dylan's actually taken more of a, borrow an old phrase, taken more of a shine to the shop than, than Lawson has. So she loves being out there, you know, when it's, uh, when it's daddy daughter time. And we actually, we made a project, you know, uh, a couple Christmases ago and her and I, we, we did, we did it and we sanded it and we, stained it it was it was pretty cool i think we talked about it on a previous episode it was the connect four board yeah so that was for fun that was a fun thing yeah well we did it together so you know she learned a little bit about tools she learned about gluing and clamping and you know the chop saw and stuff like that and yeah so good stuff kids are capable kids are very capable they are little sponges so put them to work mom and dad so all right so i have a bit of a kind of a serious question but maybe kind of a fun question i don't know so I was thinking um, a couple, I don't know, a couple episodes ago, we we talked about, you know, like what's your scariest moment or what's your saddest day or what was your happiest day or something like that. But um, some of those like happy events, I'm sure you'd love to go back and relive that kind of thing or, you know, try to fast forward through the through the sad times and that kind of thing. So it just got me, got, got me thinking, you know, if there was one day in your life that you could go back and relive and not necessarily change it. Mm -hmm. So you, you would be sort of there almost kind of like the Christmas story. You know what I mean? Like you're there, but you know, they can't see you, you can't see them, but you can just relive the day, um, as a third party, um, and just see all the stuff that happened and kind of feel what happened and see it and take it all in mm-hmm. from basically your point of view. Yeah. What, what what would that day be and why? I hope it's not too obvious, but our wedding day is the first thing that pops in my mm. head. Um, you meant like a, like the Christmas carol, kind of like a, like the ghost of Christmas. Yeah. Pad. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. I, I think our wedding day, I don't know if that's really natural to say that. And I don't mean it necessarily for sentimental reasons. I'd want to see some people there that aren't with us anymore. Mm. Um, you know, my, uh, my great uncle dancing out on that dance floor, uncle Ed, or, um, you know, of course seeing bup up, seeing your grandfather. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, just seeing some people that aren't with us, seeing, um, you know, seeing, seeing my brothers there, seeing, um, our, our nieces and nephews, very young stuff like that. Um, maybe actually sitting down to have a good serving of crab dip and <laughs> things like that. Um, it would be really cool to go back to that day and, you know, to know what it's like on this side of it, I think you just would appreciate it so much more mm. rather than like, I feel like in the present you are caught up in, in details and you're caught up in making sure things go right and to plan and all of that, that, you know, if you could just slow the time down and take it all in and really look very closely at, you know, our parents and our siblings and, you know, my, my best friends, I mean, just having everyone in one room that doesn't happen very often in life. So I think that's the, 
very first thing that comes to mind. And the second one would be every 4th of July I've ever lived. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And that's just because <laughs> I absolutely love the 4th of July. I think I've shared that before. It's my favorite holiday. I was surprised to hear our son share on, on uh, the featured episode he was on for uh, bonus episode three. Um, you know, he shared that was his favorite holiday. And I think we hold that really special in our hearts because it's a day that, I mean, it's in the summer. It's my favorite holiday. It's, uh, you know, it's warm and you're barefoot or wearing flip-flops and it's like the best of everything. There's usually just fun and fireworks and good food. And for me, we've, we've shared this before too. We've been to a lot of different places on July 4th from Michigan to Colorado to, I spent many a 4th of July in Annapolis at the Navy base, um, or at the Naval Academy. And, um, you know, just, just out on the boat or just sitting Disney around. World. Yeah, we, Disney oh, World. That was a very hot 4th of July. But <laughs> yeah, I just, just have such great memories. It's, it's the best. So I would say every single 4th of July I've ever lived would be really cool. And our wedding day. Nice. Yeah, that's what I would love I to knew you were gonna say. I knew you were going to say the wedding day. Really? Yes. I felt like that was a little cliche, but it yeah. was the first thing that came to my No, brain. it's okay. There's no wrong There's no wrong answers yeah. on the on the victory couch. Yeah. How I'm, about you? I'm going to give you a date and see if you know what it is. Okay. So March 1st, 2008. Yeah, of course I know that day. That's when we opened up the new building. That's right. For, I would want to. I would want to go back and relive that date. So I think your mom is the only one that has <laughs> a little footage from that particular day. Yeah. But it basically, um, so I had been a, a studio owner for eight years at that point and we were renting and it just made a lot of sense to, you know, branch out and, you know, build, build a building and, you know, sort of take, uh, you know, the cost of, of renting into my own hands. And, you know, after the tireless effort to secure a loan and tax returns and, uh, oh my gosh, the amount of paperwork and planning and grit, straight grit, grit that, that went into just getting that loan was crazy. And then basically having to do a lot of the work, um, myself just because we, we, the bank was not going to give us the full, full amount of money that was going to be required to open that building. So I painted every inch of that 8,000 square foot building with rooms, you know, trim, tile work. Um, you know, I, I, I helped at one point fill all the holes for the, um, the drywall, I mean, it's just, it's insanity. I lived down there for six months. I know we had um, a friends and family like putting de- together the furniture yeah. party and moving chairs in. It just, it was crazy. And then we moved everything from the old studio to the new stu- studio and was set up in like two days. Uh, my mom catered the food and we had a live band there a jazz band we had presentations of awards and it was like a huge open house you know it was a we called it uh the gala mm-hmm. <laughs> you remember the that vip, gala, VIP yeah. gala and i would love to just go back and just take that all in because 
I was exhausted, kind of like a wedding. Yeah. Only <laughs> a wedding really only lasts. It's like a couple days, um, you know, of, of stress. This was months and months and months of stress and, and effort and hard work. I remember that year, it was around Christmas time, and I remember almost falling asleep at the kitchen table over here um, when we were eating. It was before we had kids. And you, I remember you were like, you can't keep going like this. You are going to have some major problems. It's like, this is... I've this said is, that multiple times this in is, our marriage, yeah. This is, this, is, uh, yeah. this is my dream, you know? So it was a, it was a day I would love to go back and just just take in and just watch my mom, how proud she was. And of course, you know, my grandfather and your family. And again, I think both of our answers really revolved around, revolve around people, people yeah. because you, there's so many people there that you just, cause you're, when you're in it, you don't realize that it's, it's, it's really special it that's yeah. happening around yeah. you. In most cases you don't. Right. Now, last week's episode, we talked about things that you realize are magic when they're happening, the moment, yeah. you know, and I knew it was going to be special, but looking back, especially after, you know, a milestone that we hit last year, um, after 16 years, just going back to that moment where young me is wide eyed and, you know, just hungry and just ready to go out and make a difference. Old me would, would have given him a big hug and said that a boy. Don't let anyone derail you. Yeah. Don't let anyone talk you out of your dream. That's I would so love, cool. That's love, so cool. Love to experience that again. Do you know? I know you. You like you said. There's limited footage that evening, and thank goodness my mom is uh, the documentarian of lots of things for memories. But I have a photo that I took that night. I don't know if you remember this or not. And I'm sure I could find it somewhere. But it's you and your mom. Yeah. And it was when... We looked every, so exhausted. He, yeah. It was <laughs> when every, everyone was pretty much gone and you two had poured your everything into yeah. that event and leading up to it. And I just remember being like, let me get your... Can I get your picture real quick? And I, I remember my intentionality of that moment. And I'm really glad to have been intentional because your faces are both one of relief and pride all in one picture. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that photo. Yeah. You know, I, I just think if you're listening right now and there's something that's burning in you, some sort of ember, you've got, you got to fan that thing. You cannot let other people derail what you were born to do. And if God has put something on your heart that you need to do, then you need to go out and you need to do it. And you, people are going to think you're crazy. Mm -hmm. People are going to doubt you. They're going to try to tear you down because, look, average is contagious. And in order to be special and to do special things and to do memorable things, to do things that are legacy leavers, okay, you have to go to a place that other people are not going to understand. And it's okay. People, they don't, they don't know. And it's easy to just shoot down someone's dreams because you didn't do anything to, to fan it. And it's not your dream. You know, it's not yeah. their job to make your dream. It's your job to go out and do special things. And it, I don't know. I just think uh, I would love to just go to that moment again mm. 
and give myself a fist bump and be like, dude, you have no idea the amount of lives that you are going to change in the next 16 plus years. You have no idea. And what you're doing right now in this moment is just the beginning. Yeah. And the building, just to be very clear, is just the vessel of the mission. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it allowed me to be able to make my own decisions about, Mm -hmm. you know, are we going to expand and how are we going to use the rooms? And and also, you know, when you own a piece of property as opposed to renting a piece of property, you sort of lock in your your, what you're paying in rent or your mortgage. Basically, you lock that in, you know, and, and once, you know, that's paid off or, you know, then you can do big things, you know, you're your rent renting a place is always going to go up because nothing is the same cost. It was however many years ago, but you're locking in your, your cost of living for um, your rent or your mortgage. And to me that made the most sense um, as soon as we were able to do it. So anyway, good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. We've been on uh, we've been on a ride, Disney parenting, uh, what we don't do. Yeah. Well, yeah, all kinds of stuff. I, I, I just want to, you know, keep it. Uh, I want to bring it, bring it down with my uh, couch crumb of the week. All right, go ahead, give it to me. We this week lost one of our dearest childcare providers, and what I mean by that is she's still with us. She's still on the planet, but she basically has got to the point where she's so busy and so involved with so many other things that she is not able to assist us uh, for this season and of life. she's out of our rotation which yeah. we have a fantastic group of people that assist us with our children because we don't burden our um parents with that you know um you know hey we're going out watch our kids you know we want that to always be something special for them not you know something they have to do something they get to do so we lost her and you know it's kind of sad she was great with our kids and our kids loved her so it's not like they won't see her but yeah just not on date nights anymore yeah, it's kind of a bummer true. so hopefully she'll rotate back in it yes point. but yes i totally agree um my crumb of the week it's gonna sound a little vain so i'll just preface it my grays are really popping these days <laughs> Yeah, I anytime I pull my mm. hair back in a ponytail, I'm like, yeah, and they're right at the temple. So um, I did make a hair appointment today much closer than I usually do. I'm not able to spread them out quite as far as I used to. So, um, yeah, just going to have to budget slightly differently. But I have an amazing hairdresser extraordinaire that's been with me for like 20 years. And she'll take care of that in a second. But it is a bit of a crumb because I'm like, Man, I wasn't planning on doing that for another month, but I'm, I, you know, you have to be comfortable. And I have friends who like go completely, I have a couple of friends who've gone completely gray and just roll with it. Um, that's just not me right now. I mean, maybe one day, but, um, yeah. So the crumb is I'm going to have to go see my hairdresser a little sooner than I typically like to, cause it's just, yeah, I'm realizing the grays are really popping more now than they you still were. look maybe. beautiful. Come Three on. to five years ago. So. You still look beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate that. You still look beautiful. Yeah. Well, anyhow, that's my crumb. The grays are popping. Grays are popping. Yeah. What's your prop your feet up moment? My prop your feet up is the fact that um, I, I'm not going to go into great detail, but both my local best friend and my lifelong best friend 
had things happen in their families. Um, this week, one was uh, my local best friend. Her uh, her son uh, went forward for a baptism, and we got to be there for that, which to me was a really memorable, awesome night to be there and to watch, um, you know, just the faith of a young man really develop and to have some honest conversations about what that means in in our walk, in our life, and, um, you know, just trying to explain, um, at least in our world and, and kind of how we follow things that baptism is, is just the next step after you, uh, you know, you come to, uh, have Christ in your life and it's just a public way to, to profess that. So just watching, uh, you know, our, our local best friends and their family and, and their, their son, um, just growing that way to me, that was a really cool moment. So, uh, you know, that was on my heart this week. So that was something that was really awesome. And then my out of town best friend, she, um, she had some stuff in her family, um, some kind of like big life moments that are challenging and I was able to, uh, to, to be there. So those are my props this week. Yeah. Yeah. Been a great friend this week, Jules, to all your friends, um, both local and out of town, three and a half hours away. So that's kind of a big deal. So so good job. Hey, it's, uh, you know, for us, and we've said it before, our, our friends are our family. So, yeah, yeah, being there for friends, that was my prop this yeah. week. And, and just watching you, you know, a month after, a month or two after I was sort of on, you know, doing that, it's, it's draining. It really requires a lot of energy and thought and intentionality. And if you're not careful, if we're not careful, and I will lump myself into that category, we can be so self-centered that we miss the opportunity to serve our friends. Yeah. Yep. So, and you didn't miss it. Yeah. So good job. Well, thanks for the support. You held down the fort so I could. Yeah. So, it's what good. we do. It's what we do. What's your prop this week? Richard? Well, my prop your feet up moment of the week is a little bit unique. You're smiling. So okay. something big's coming. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. You ready? Yes. So I have corrected a terrible wrong. Okay. All right. So this past Sunday, Something monumental happened, and I will tell you. <laughs> I know where you're going. <laughs> that I have corrected the cheese ball deficit of 2022. Poor kids. <laughs> These poor kids. In the uh, the children's church, we had a cheese ball deficit during snack time, and I have righted that wrong. And I feel like that. I'm going to say place. I feel like I can tell me, I can tell you mm-hmm. that that was and my closest a really friends. Bad move. Okay. So let me just, let me just give you the story. Julie and I have been volunteering at our church to do children's church for kindergarten through second grade to be clear. Yes. Just part of it. Kindergarten mm-hmm. through second grade, little mouths, little stomachs. Okay. And when it's time to do the snack, I was in charge of the cheese ball distribution. And as I was the first time like giving out the snacks, I looked at the size of some of these kids and looked at, you know, the fact that they were going to be eating lunch very soon after said Sunday school slash children's church festivities. I distributed what I thought was a fair amount of cheese balls. <laughs> I, I distributed four cheese balls. Four. Four cheese balls per, per child. Per child. Per four. child. Okay. So Julie's been harassing me for the last couple of weeks. And finally, 
she, with the help of my daughter, opened up this magical thing called Google to find out what an average cheese ball serving size is. I got the is. exact label off the exact bin of cheese balls that okay. are donated. And how many how many cheese balls? There are 32 <laughs> cheese balls in one serving. Okay, it's 30. Okay, 32. These children were getting an eighth (laughs) of a serving. Okay, now hold on a second. But they're an eighth of a size of. Okay, maybe not. All right. So after hearing this, people. Oh, the kids have had a field day with this. I decided to up the cheese ball distribution rate. And now I am proud to say that we give out 10 cheese balls. And two bonus cheese balls bonus for good behavior. And participation. And for participation. With the participation yeah. cheese balls. Yeah. So you so can earn a maximum of, of 12, 12 cheese balls. It's kind of, you know, we're going full circle here. It's almost like we're doing tour points for kids at Children's Church. Yeah. You want your kids. That's you right. Want your cheese balls. You want some extra cheese balls? <laughs> learn, your ma- learn your Bible verse. Learn your verse. Bible verse. Today. Okay. All right. No. Oh, my gosh. I felt. Okay. Because because we're we are busy and the whole story of children's churches we're we're in like a cycle so we're I think we're on our third month right now of um children's church and the very first weekend I was at a soccer tournament with our son so Rick was flying solo I think the second week we swapped and you had second week was the marathon my it? half Your marathon half marathon so I was gone yeah and then the third week was the first time these poor kids saw us together and realized we were actually married <laughs> you know it's just it's been a real we're like yeah we'll volunteer but you're gonna have you'll see we have a bit of crazy so it's been yeah one day we should dive a little deeper into children's church there I feel like there's yeah. there's a there's a short story there's an article there's yeah, we have lots of uh, content from just teaching children's church. It has blessed us and uh, I think has brought us some smiles along the way and taught us about, yeah. we don't often work together. And well, I, mean, I mean, obviously we're co-podcasters, but we don't often like sit down and teach other people's kids things together. So it's yeah. it's been interesting. But, but yeah, my... the cheese ball debacle. Wait, I'm wait, glad... wait, wait, that debacle. Uh, it was a cheese ball. Victory, I guess. No, no, no. I wrote it down. <laughs> The cheese ball deficit, deficit of, of 2022, 2022. Yeah. has you, been corrected. Because up until February, these poor kids were dealing with <laughs> four cheese balls a week. And I just remember like, he was like, well, Rick, Rick goes, well, Jules, what'd you give him? I was like, like 12 and two cookies. And he was like, what? No matter they like you more. <laughs> or no wonder they like you more. Yeah. I was like, please. And they see me showing up. They're like, oh, geez, here geez, comes the, the crazy man. The stingy cheese, cheese ball guy. Anyhow, oh, that's so funny yeah. that that's your prop. Yeah, you finally made it right. Yeah, you did make it right. And I did not force you. I just said, all right, we're going to go to <laughs> the science of this and the, uh, mm-hmm. nu- you know, what what are the nutritionalists saying? They're saying 32 cheese balls for one serving. I'll be honest with you. 32 cheese balls is a lot of cheese balls. But they're little, Rick. They're the size of like, like they're no bigger than that I don't top know, half man. of your they're, thumb. No way. They're like little ping pong ball size. They're, they're, that's 32 of those I for a little kid. I almost want to take a picture of a cheese ball and a ping pong and show you. <laughs> they are not the same size. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyhow, we're going to agree to disagree with the okay. cheese balls. Hey, they got, they can get 12. I think that's a lot of cheese balls. I'm just going to put this out there. No wonder you were such a slender child as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyhow. All right, guys. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed your time with us today we've uh we 
we started off a little slow, but we're ending with a bang with the cheese balls. So, guys, for uh, for the second episode of season two, we just uh, ask for you guys to continue to stay in touch with us. Please, if you haven't yet, we would love some fresh new ratings out there, rate and reviews. I know you're like, man, I always say rate and review, but I'm telling you in podcast world, it is the only way for new friends to know that they are welcome here on the couch. So the more people that know about us, the the, the uh, more we're able to influence out there. So help us get the word out, guys. If you've enjoyed today's episode, share it with a friend. Just take a second, send a quick share, copy the link. That would be awesome. That would mean the world to us. But we just want to thank you guys again for your time. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you have had any moments that have made you think today, made you want to be uh, maybe a more generous human, maybe uh, <laughs> allowed you to think about others, to serve your friends well, to serve your people well. We hope we brought that into the world. We're going to continue to do that. We hope you do the same. And until next week, we will see you guys later. Have an awesome rest of your week and celebrate those victories. See you guys. Bye. We are Rick and Julie Rando, and you've been listening to the Victory Couch podcast. You can follow the Victory Couch on Instagram, Facebook, and thevictorycouch.com. Count your lessons, your blessings, and your victories. We'll save a seat for you right here next time on the Victory Couch.